4: Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 383 of Locked On Raptors for, I guess you're going to hear this on Saturday, September 22nd. I'm your host Sean Woodley at raptorshq.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors where you can find links to every single episode. And of course, as always, make sure you're checking out the entire Locked On Podcast Network team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd, Locked On NBA with David Locke, and those are all together on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. If you're an NFL fan as well, you want to prepare for week three from either a local team's angle or from a fantasy perspective, the Locked On NFL channel has has you covered there too with two fantasy shows as well as local shows for all 32 NFL teams. Uh, as well as Locked on NFL with Matt Williamson, who's got great guests on uh, four days a week, so make sure you're checking that out as well. And if you find a show on the network that you like, please leave a rating or a review on the iTunes page of that uh, specific show. It's the best way to support the shows and the hosts and uh, boost the shows up the rankings and all that good stuff. So thank you in advance for taking the very small amount of time that that takes to do. All right. On today's show, we're continuing with our uh, after a little deviation this week, we're continuing with our preseason questions. It's episode number six of this series, and joining me to talk about number six on our list here is, let's be honest, the real boss of RaptorsHQ.com, uh, <laughs> a, a wonderful baker of cookies and uh, general all-around good person. It's Kelsey O'Brien. How's it going?
5: I'm not bad. How are you? I'm
4: great. I'm so happy we could finally get you on the show. This is a uh, this is awesome and. Uh, If you don't follow Kelsey or read Kelsey's stuff, do it, because Kelsey's doing some of the best stuff at our site by far, so um, very happy we could have you on. And we're doing a preseason question of your choosing today. We're going to be talking about pending free agents and or potential pending free agents for the Raptors this season. Uh, The last few years, it's kind of been you know, maybe there's one or two main guys and then everyone else is kind of locked in. This season, it's a little bit different. There's obviously Kawhi Leonard. He's the big one we'll talk about. But then there's Danny Green as well. Uh, CJ Miles has himself a player option for $8.7 million bucks for next season. And then Jonas Valanciunas has a $17.6 million option as well that is very interesting. Both of those options are kind of interesting, so we'll talk about those. And also, who's the last one? Oh, DeLon Wright, who is uh, up for an extension, it seems. Uh, he's not on this list I'm looking at for some reason. Oh, there he is. Uh, he's up for an extension. They can qualify him next summer, but uh, that's uh, I guess they are going to miss the, the deadline to extend him actually before this season. So he's not going to get an extension, I don't think. Uh, There's been no talk about that, so we'll see what happens with DeLon, but we'll talk about him as well. Uh, Kelsey, where do you want to start with these guys? Who fascinates you the most in terms of how their free agent situation is going to evolve over the course of the season?
5: Right now, I would actually say JV.
4: Yeah? Why is that? Just
5: because, well, I mean, we all saw how he was kind of scared under Dwayne Casey and how Nick Nurse, now our head coach, has been in his corner since the word go, right? Mm -hmm. So just to see how he changes this year, I mean, we saw how much he changed since last year, Mm -hmm. or sorry, the year prior, and just to see exactly what he can do this year for the Raptors, and not to mention there's so many other centers that will be free agents uh, in the next season.
4: Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be a pretty big free agent market and just in general it's not just gonna be centers there's a million guys out there lots of stars so exactly, there yeah. might not be like a ton of money kicking around um, and yes. honestly if I had to put money on it right now I'd probably put like a lot if I had any money whatsoever I would put a lot of it down on him picking up his option of 17.6 million. Because as good as I think he's going to be this season, I think he's going to be really good under Nurse. I think he's going to have a pretty big role in the offense, probably like a very obvious third option, Um, and at times like a second or first option, depending on how they use the bench units or whatever it is, or stagger Kyle and Kawhi. Um, I just think the way the market is for centers, I don't see him getting that much more than $17.5 million a year on a free agent deal. I mean, Clint Capella... Who I think you could probably argue is a more valuable player than Jonas at this point, considering his defensive value. Uh, he only got 18 million a year from the Rockets, and yes, that was sort of a um, maybe a bit of a discount to play with the team that he's come up with, and that's a very you know good team and, and a contender. So maybe he took a discount there, but I just don't see a team out there that's going to go throw a ton of money at Jonas. Um, when like Capella, I think has probably set the market for that tier of centers, and I would say Capella is probably the top of that tier. Um, he's not like one of the best centers in the league. He's not an Embiid or a Towns or a Jokic or whatever, but he is kind of the the best of the next bunch. And that next bunch is so big that I just I can't really see a team going crazy to spend on Jonas. Um, but I don't know. Is there a team out there that like? a year out, you're kind of looking at and like, eh, maybe they could like be a little interesting and in, in sort of a potential team that you know maybe isn't in for one of the big stars around the league, but they could be in the market for a guy like Jonas and could be a risk if he were to opt out to give him a big deal?
5: Well, the thing is, Boston has both Al Horford and Aaron Baines expiring next year. Right. So that would probably be the only team that I'm worried about. I mean, Miami has Hassan Whiteside, but he is probably going to resign because he would be a fool not to I mean no one else is gonna take him at this point let's be honest yeah so yeah I would say my only worry would be Boston but I I agree with you I think JV will sign and I think he'll stay where his bread is buttered
3: Yeah,
4: I think the Raptors, like, there's no need to, like, extend him or anything either, right? Like, just kind of see how this goes, keep the books clean, and see how it works this season. Because I do think he's going to be really good. And then, if he does overperform, and he is worth a lot of money, but doesn't opt out, maybe you're looking at a guy who's, like, a very valuable contract in that last year, that deal. And maybe you can, you know, if Kawhi ends up leaving, which we'll talk about, maybe he's a guy that you can flip for something of actual value, which will be a step up over the last few years where it's felt like Jonas is a guy that if they were going to trade him, they were going to have to attach something to get rid of him. So exactly, uh, that could yeah. change pretty quickly just based on how his role might have developed this season. Let's go to... Yeah, he's uh, yeah. the ahead.
5: opposite of what we expected from Damari Carroll. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, poor Damari. I talked about him in uh, this week's Ranking Every Raptor. He got a bad rap. It wasn't his fault, man. It was a bad situation altogether.
5: Yeah, for sure. I mean he's but like he's been shot, he's got liver disease. Yeah, <laughs> like, and like basketball related injuries.
4: Yeah, it's not his fault the Raptors medical staff was like, Yeah, play on your bad knee and then yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Butler dropped forty on him and a half and was like, Okay, we'll just get surgery now. <laughs> yeah. Damari was a good dude and uh yeah. Anyway. So that's besides the point. Uh, the next guy you picked, the onus. I'll say C.J. Miles. Let's, let's talk about C.J. Miles for a bit. I talked about it earlier this week with Vivek Jacob a little bit, um, and just how I think his role might be hampered this season. I think that kind of plays into how I view Miles' value sort of and whether or not he's going to opt in a year from now. But what do you think is going to be uh, the situation with Miles, you know,
5: come next summer? Well, the thing is, it's so tough because C.J. Miles – what we know he can give and what we saw for the most part last year are two totally different things. Right. And, I mean, we also have Danny Green expiring the same year for just a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. So it's, it almost feels like it's going to be a toss-up between the two of them for who, which one we are going to... Uh, Want to keep? I mean, it's both. It's both player options, right? No, oh, Danny Green's
4: can, a straight up free agent. So, yeah, so yeah. he
5: can do whatever he wants. I mean, he seems to like Toronto already. He's gone to what? Like Nova Scotia. <laughs> so, i I don't know what's gonna happen to CJ Miles. How I are you... I would love to keep CJ Miles because yeah. I would love to keep his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, you can't just, you know, keep signing players for their significant others. <laughs>
4: Um, see, I think Miles is definitely going to be here next year Just because I think Where he sits on the depth chart And even like I talked about On Monday with Vivek or Tuesday like I think Norm is probably going to Have to get some burn this season Just because they're paying him a lot of money And they have to see yeah. if they can kind of Recoup his value a little bit And get him back to playing near a level That he's being paid to play at So I think it's pretty likely that Miles Is going to be like the fifth wing in the rotation And if that's the case... I just don't know if he's going to play every night. I don't know if he's going to play a ton of minutes. Like, I could see him playing something like 10 minutes a game in, in, if everything kind of breaks the way I think it's going to break at this point. And if that's the case, like, there's no way Miles is turning down 8.7 million bucks next next year just because, like, again, the yes, the cap's going to go up a little bit and there's some more cap space kicking around. But... After the terrible deals that were handed out during the last cap jump and the last time there was a lot of cap space, I can't see teams being like, yes, let's go sign CJ Miles for four years and 36 million. Like, I can't see that really transpiring, especially since CJ's, you know, into his 30s now. Um, I think it's probably going to behoove him to just kind of stick around. Maybe there's another cap spike the year after for the 2021 summer, and maybe that's when, or the 2020 summer, I guess, and that's when he can kind of re-enter free agency. But I just, I don't think it's going to be a season in which Miles really sort of outperforms his value. And I, I said this on Tuesday, like, I think there's a chance that by the end of the year, as much as Miles is a lovely person, and it makes it worth having him on the team, and Lauren Miles is amazing. Like, I do think a lot of fans are going to be like, "Oh man, we're paying him eight million dollars to do what he's doing as like the fifth wing who doesn't play every night." Mm-hmm. That's kind of a bummer, but um, I, I, I don't know. I just I don't think he's going to have that much of a role this season. Do you disagree?
5: No, not at all. But I don't think that's a bad thing.
4: Yeah, it's nice I to have. Like, depth is good.
5: Yeah, exactly. And for what we need him to do. If he can do what we need him to do in ten minutes a game, then he is well worth his eight million dollars.
4: Yeah, for sure. And again, nice guy will be interesting on open gym and be one of the few people who's like an interesting quote in the locker room, which is not value on the court, but it's nice to have for sure. And it's exactly, not, it's not yeah. my money. It's, what do I care? They're over the tax more anyway.
5: Personal.
4: Yeah, they're, like, they're over the tax anyway. What do I care? <laughs> <Like> it's,
5: <Exactly.
1: laughs> it's not
4: my damn money. Um all right, so CJ Miles, I think we're in agreement. He's going to be a Raptor a year from now. Uh, let's go to a guy who is so fascinating. Let's talk about Delon Wright because I love
5: Delon Wright.
4: Oh, he's so he's delightful and so fun to watch, and I love having him on the team. I have no idea how to sort of gauge his future. So, he, just for reference for people, he's in the last year, going into the last year of his rookie contract. Uh, he's going to be like twenty seven by the end of the season, which is insane. Um, and his qualifying offer for 2019 20, if the Raptors extended, is $3.6 million. He's probably worth more than that. And, you know, uh, I think it's so hard to say because the Raptors have shown a history of wanting to extend their guys and keep their guys in house. They did it with Norm, they did it with, uh, you know, Terrence Ross, they've done it with DeMar. Like, obviously, some of that's under Colangelo, but it still seems like these like the, the Raptors especially Masai Ojiri he's like oh, okay I drafted these guys I developed these guys I've invested in them I'm going to sign them he did that with Fred Van Vliet as well like he's going to keep them around and, and he did it with Bruno so. he did it with Bruno or he didn't do he kept him for four years he, I was expecting like an extension of like a million bucks a year for Bruno I was a little bum when it didn't happen um, yeah. but just to have him be a mascot for a million bucks for the next four years would have been awesome but uh, I'm glad he's on the Rockets now and going to play probably weird crunch time at times. I'd love to see that. Oh, please. Anyway, DeLon Wright. Uh, um, so as I alluded to off the top, his deadline for an extension, I believe, is the end of uh, like the off offseason. So like the day before the regular season starts. I don't think he's going to get an extension. I'd be pretty surprised if that happens. And I, I just kind of think with DeLon, because of the point guard situation, because Kyle's still on the team for two years... Uh, assuming they don't trade him this coming offseason if things go terribly, which they might. Th- that's totally possible. But assuming he's on the team, assuming Fred's going to be on the team for, you know, he's on the team for two more years at least and they'll still have his bird rights after this deal's up and maybe they'll want to keep him longer term. It's I think it's too early right now to make any profound declarations about who's going to be the next starting point guard of the Raptors. It could be DeLon Wright. I have... Questions about whether or not he's got enough upside to really move into that role because he's already 27, as I talked about. Um, but, like, so I don't know. The way I see it with DeLon is that maybe they just like kick it down the road a little bit. They'll try to offer, give him the qualifying offer in uh, 2019 20. And if he takes it, great. And then, you know, they'll try to, he'll enter free agency in 2020. Well, maybe the Raptors have a clearer picture of what they want to do, and maybe they're okay moving on from 28, 29 year twenty-nine-year-old Delon right at that point. I'm probably making him much older than he actually is, but you know he, he's very old for for a guy who's only at the end of his rookie deal. How do you sort of see the Delon thing playing out over the next year or so? And is there anything like is there a trade that you could see happening? Like how do you is Delon right on the Raptors a year from now making that qualifying offer? Has he been extended? Has he been traded? Like what do you think is the most likely outcome?
5: I don't think he has. Been traded and I don't think he has been offered anything Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think it will be in malice I think you know both sides will probably agree that he can flourish somewhere else Mm -hmm. where we still have Kyle we still have Fred and I mean I if I see him in Miami I won't be surprised
4: It's a very Miami point guard.
5: Uh, exactly, yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, durrell has got a history there. Maybe he'll want to hit some of the spots his brother used to hit. The thing with the DeLon is so tough, right? To try to give him an extension is weird because he's only played 123 games. And really, last season was his first year of extended run. Um, like, he didn't play much in his first year because he was hurt and there was just no minutes for him. And then 2016-17, he only played after, really, Kyle got hurt at the end of the season. And, you know, last year was his first year of consistent running. He was awesome and he, his three-point shooting developed and that was great. Uh, but, like, I don't know if I'm the Raptors, if I'm like, yeah, let's give him a four-year extension at, I don't know, close to Fred money. Would it be slightly less than Fred money? Maybe, like, four years, 28 to 32 million, something in there. Something like a Corey Joseph contract, maybe. Like, I, I don't know if that... I don't know if you can say definitively that Delon Wright's going to be worth that. I think he probably will be. He was really good last season, and he's an awesome player to have, and I'm really excited to watch him this season. But I just I think it's okay to play the waiting game, as you alluded to. Like a year from now, if they haven't offered him anything, and he's also uh, not been traded, I think it's just like a good way to be patient and not lock yourself in prematurely to a point guard future of Fred and Delon. When I think. Probably the most likely outcome for both of them is that they're like among the best backups in the league, and maybe Fred could be a low-tier starter, but I don't think Fred's going to ever be like a star-level star like starting point guard, and I don't think DeLon's going to be either. So I think holding off and not sinking too much money into those guys, especially with Norm already locked in, uh, I think it would be smart. So I think we, DeLon's probably going to play out his fifth season with the Raptors on a qualifying offer is what I would guess, and then he'll probably go, go as a free agent somewhere, which Will be disappointing and maybe they can work something out, but um, that's kind of how I see that playing out. Um, Who else do you want? Who else are we talking about? Who who do you want to go next? Do you want to go Danny Green or Kawhi Leonard?
5: Well, just to go back to DeLon I think the Raptors would also be hesitant to throw that much money at him after what happened with Norm. Yeah. I mean, we threw millions and millions of dollars at Norm and he set it on fire. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm so
4: not ready to give up on Norm, though, man. I'm not I'm either, but not, it's the first year of his deal, man. He's signed for so long.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And we like we saw what he could do in the playoffs in what was it, 2016 or 2017? 2016. I think. Both years. And then he kind of just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't disappear. He he ruined everything, but. <laughs> I don't want to give up on him but I'm also like you know like when you're in a relationship and you know it's just not going anywhere Yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I feel about Norm <sighs> See, I... so I think it's hesitant to give DeLon a Norm sized extension and a Norm sized contract yeah. and have the same thing happen
4: I think he'd definitely get less than Norm because just how the market is right now and the mistakes that were made in the previous few summers I think teams are going to learn from them and I don't, again I don't really think we can guarantee Norm's going to be going down as a mistake a couple years from now. Like, I, And I wonder if sort of Norm cuts into a bit of DeLon's minutes this season just because they need to get him more burn, and maybe DeLon's not as high a priority on their sort of future plans as the guy they already have locked in until 2022. True, if that makes yeah. sense. So I, it's going to be very weird. That two-guard spot, I could see like five different dudes playing regular minutes there. I have no idea how it's all going to break down. But I do think um, – Delon, while he's one of my favorite raptors to he might be my favorite raptor to watch when he's on the court. He's just so delightful. The Euro steps are incredible. The fact that he started shooting threes was great and like his defense is so fun. And I think pairing him with like Kawhi and Danny Green and whoever you want to play with, play him with, like, they're gonna be monstrous defensive lineups and that's great. But I think it's just—it's a lot to invest in a guy who's played 123 games, and in half of those he barely played. It's—it's it's tricky.
5: Yeah, it's gonna be—he's—he's he's fun to watch, but like, I'm not gonna be heartbroken if he leaves because I know he'll do so well elsewhere.
4: Yeah, that's that's it's another like thing situation too. Situation
5: where you just want the best for someone.
4: Yeah. He's just our, our cute brace boy, the braces boy.
5: <laughs> the thing is, he looks exactly like one of my brothers, except my brother's obviously white. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing.
4: That's, uh, that's quite bizarre.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
5: Danny
4: Green he makes 10 million bucks this year oh he's awesome I'm so excited him and CJ need a podcast I guess Danny already has a podcast but those two I think are going to be good buddies Uh, I think so yeah yeah so Danny makes 10 million bucks this year he's a free agent unrestricted at the end of the year Um, he's also how old is Danny Green now let me see here he's 30 something it hasn't been like amazing the last couple seasons Uh, Danny Green is going into his age 31 season. So he's not as old as I thought, but he's been around quite a bit. Uh, His shooting has been kind of up and down the last couple seasons, and I think maybe I think he's going to be the go-to starting two for the Raptors, and they'll play him a lot, but I don't think it's crazy to think that he could lose the job at some point this season to CJ or Norm or DeLon or somebody like that. And so I just kind of think... This will be like a one-season stop for Danny, but do you have...
5: Oh, you think so?
4: Yeah, I just... I don't see Masai really wanting to invest in a guy who's 31 when, you know, they want to try to keep the books clean for a potential run at, you know, Kawhi next summer, obviously, and then whatever comes with having a star. Like, you want to try to keep flexibility, if you can have a star on your team to try to add around that guy, right? Because he's just an attraction... He's a magnet for talent once you have that guy on your team, and if you have a guy like Danny Green making I don't I don't think there's any chance he makes the 10 million bucks he's on right now. But if you if you have him making 7 million like even then that that might be a little bit steep if you're trying to keep the books clean for 2021, 22 or whatever beyond or or beyond.
5: You can just say it for Giannis.
4: Yeah, let's well, free Giannis, yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, do you like do you have a different sort of opinion on what should happen with Green or what you think'll happen with him?
5: I would think that they would at least try and throw some money at him. I think he's going to fit well. I think in this trade, like people are talking about, oh, we want Jimmy Butler. But I feel like both Kawhi and Danny Green will fit so seamlessly Mm -hmm. into the Raptors that they would be silly not to re-sign Danny and obviously try and get Kawhi.
4: Yeah, I just with Danny, I don't know what the number would be or maybe the years is the most important thing with Danny and like what he's looking for right because he's probably in line for maybe one more payday if he has a good season this year and maybe being on a really good team playing next to Kawhi and Kyle and just like getting all of the open shots as opposed to playing next to LaMarcus Aldridge and Pau Gasol (laughs) Maybe that will sort of inflate his value a bit. Maybe he'll just want to take the biggest deal he can get next, next summer. If someone's got cap space and needs a, a 3 and D wing, maybe they throw some money at him. Like, I, There's a point I would go with Danny Green, uh, and I think at the, the most it would be like 3 years, 21 or something like that. After that, I'd be a little hesitant just because of his age and because, like again, Norm's on the team. Eventually you want to try to see if Norm can ride with that spot at some point. He's being paid as such. So, and maybe that's, you know, dangerous to sort of peg him as, like, a an important part of the future, but I just think the competition at that spot is going to make it such that the guys at that spot will be kind of expendable, or just, not expendable, but just easier to move on from than others, you know what I mean?
5: Yeah, I think so. Um, I I think it all depends if they, well, first of all, again, back to Norm, yeah. how Norm performs if he's tradable. yeah and then see where we go with Danny
4: Green. It's weird how Norm is, like, the pivot point for so many of these guys right yeah, now. <laughs>
5: like yeah, they really messed that one up.
4: <laughs> yeah, but, like, if Norm has a good season and he kind of gets back to what he can be, or has been, then maybe that means... But that changes
5: everything. Yeah,
4: like, that could mean Danny, CJ, and DeLon are all just like, okay, we don't need him. Norm's good now. And maybe exactly. they just move on. It's so weird. I didn't expect to and be talking about Norm this much.
5: Crash. What's if that? Norm's crash I mean... And where do we go? Do we like which one of these, or do we get rid of all of them and try and go bigger? Or
1: yeah,
4: yeah, it's. it's... I like Danny Green. I think I want Danny Green around for a long time. I just I'm skeptical as to whether or not it's going to be. You
5: don't want to get your hopes up. I
4: just think it's going to be a lot to, especially considering how much money and they'll have his bird rights. So maybe that kind of plays into being able to keep them and go over the tax and all that stuff, but. Like it's not like they can replace him if they if he walks right if they, if Norm doesn't play well and they are looking as at the lawn as more of a guy that are going to move on from a couple of years from now, then maybe Green becomes more important to keep and it's not like they can replace him because they'll be well over the cap if he does leave anyway because of ideally paying Kawhi a bunch of money and having Jonas on the books and Surge and, and Kyle for one more year so it's uh, well that's the thing
5: if we signed him to like three years the player option or a team option in the third. Mm-hmm then it would only be one year at, at the most, wouldn't it? Because of a shit ton of money. Because Serge, Kyle, everyone else is acquiring the following year.
4: Yeah, yeah. And then it's just it's trying to keep the books as open as possible. And if you only have – like right now, the only contracts they have in 2021 are Norm, uh, OG, Malachi Richardson, Pascal – um, and those Malachi and Pascal, that's their qualifying offer years, so they might be extended by then. Mm-hmm. Um, Pascal, I think, probably, definitely. OG will I be in the last year. Yeah, OG will be in the last year of his rookie deal. And then and those guys will get expensive at some point. But in 2021, it, you, you don't want to have too many deals on the books, right? Because you'd assume maybe they try to bring back Fred for that season if things go well with Fred the next two years. And then. You know, obviously Kyle and Serge are the two big ones and they'll be gone, so maybe there's enough off the books anyway that you can afford to pay Green through that season. I just think is going to want to be very careful that he doesn't overextend himself in that year and find himself like, oh crap I have to attach this pick to get rid of Danny Green now because I want to sign this guy. You know what I mean?
5: Exactly, and I mean look at everyone else that will be available in the coming years too. Like We can't just look at who we have and who we want to keep. You have to well, I guess we don't have to. It's nothing to do with us, but Masai <laughs> has to look league wide. And I mean, we don't have a, a draft pick until that we can trade until what, 2022?
4: 2021, I think is the oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Attaching picks to get rid of contracts has not been the best. Don't do that. If you can't yeah, exactly. It. So that's, again, like, it, it, Masai's been burnt in the past by that with DeMar Carroll, so maybe he'll want to try to avoid that again with Danny Green, right? Is that's the kind of deal that could become a Demari Carroll, a guy who's been hurt the last couple of seasons with some weird injuries, kind of nagging stuff. Like, I think paying Danny Green to, for too long a term could end up kind of biting them and be sort of an albatross contract, even if it's not 15 million bucks a year. Yeah,
5: you're right. No, I think maybe three years. Three years of Danny Green.
4: Yeah. Three years, 21. I mean, barring yeah, like him cool. being a complete disaster this season. Or, but we'll see. But, um,
5: but I don't think he will be. I'm excited for Danny Green. I am
4: too. I am too. And I do think there's a potential for him to play himself out of the Raptors' price range as well, too. If he oh, yeah. just considering who he's going to be playing with on a, on a really good team, and if he has like playoff yeah. moments and stuff like that, that'll always boost the guy's value as well and make uh, some trick some team into paying him a lot of money. Um, let's finish off with Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, this one's kind of the easiest one. Um, it would be really nice if the Raptors could keep him. I think you would agree.
5: I think so. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Let me shock the person whose child is named Kawhi would like Kawhi to still be a rapper.
5: <laughs> no one gives me enough credit for thinking that into existence.
4: Oh, I thought just you legally changed your child's name after they traded for Kawhi. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. He, <laughs> I'm he kidding.
5: was the, the original Canadian Kawhi.
4: <laughs> um, I don't know. How are you feeling about there's not, it's not. We can't really talk about Kawhi very much right now because it's we don't know anything. And playing a psychologist with him is impossible. Kahal <clears throat> Kelly, stop doing that. Um, so I don't know. What's your confidence level that they'll be able to retain Kawhi at this point? Like compared to when they traded for him in the last two months, has it grown at all? Have you gotten more confident? Have you gotten more wary? What where, where is your head at right now?
5: Um, the fact that they were able to trade for him is like winning the lottery. Yeah. So I. My confidence has only gone up,
1: mm-hmm.
5: and maybe that's just like wishful thinking. But I do think he will get well. He will be here. He will play. He will love it, and hopefully resign. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe it's just a three-year deal. But I'll take any number of years of Kawhi.
4: Yeah, uh I'd give him a 2 plus 1. I don't really care. <laughs> like
1: it's just
5: Exactly. Just and get I him don't in here, think man. like I mean, yes, we know that he wanted out of San Antonio, but none of these things that people are saying about what Kawhi wanted are coming directly from Kawhi himself.
4: Yeah, there, there's so much psychologist being played. It's absurd.
5: So we don't know for and in the beginning when all those rumors broke that oh, Kawhi wants out, they always said they were going to trade him to the East. Mhm. So he kind of knew that going in and Masayu Jury is not someone that's going to risk it all for one year We don't know what conversations they had. We don't know what conversations he had with his agent So I don't I honestly I think that he could very very well with
4: Yeah, the it, Jimmy so Butler we don't know. Yo, there's so much we don't we don't know anything. That's the thing and like the longer he doesn't talk, obviously people will fear-monger out of that, but I don't think that's worth doing because the basketball hasn't even been played yet. And from all accounts, if there's one thing that's known about Kawhi Leonard as a person, it's such a, he just likes to play basketball. And exactly. It's just like he doesn't care about the other stuff. And if he's just getting to play basketball on a really good team, that seems like it would be it would build well for the Raptors' chances to keep him, keep him around if they're really good this season, which I think they're going to be ridiculously good.
5: Oh, they're gonna be amazing. And people are saying, like, oh he, he hates the cold. Serge Baca moved from Africa and he's enjoying Toronto.
4: The whole cold thing is so like New York is cold. Um, everywhere these guys visit is cold at some point of the year. If it's exactly. unless it's in like California. Like and they're on the road like it's ugh, it's so dumb. It's not like they and live you here live in
5: Toronto with that much money you don't ever have to actually go outside.
4: Yeah. The path is great and totally efficient.
5: Exactly. (laughs) Um,
4: Yeah, if there's one thing that's kind of scaring me, it's the Jimmy Butler Clippers stuff, just because that seems like such an obvious target. But also, I don't know if Kawhi... Like, we have no idea if Kawhi and Jimmy Butler are friends. If they are... Like, the Woj report came out this week that, like, they're becoming a favorite. Um, That's kind of always been the case, is the LA teams are always the favorites. So that doesn't really shock me that, you know, before the season even starts, that is out there. I think it's...
5: Remember it was with Paul George and he didn't even take a meeting with them. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing.
4: It's, I think a big part of this season for Raptors fans is going to be learn, learning how to not let the noise alter how you feel about Kawhi Leonard or about the team. Like, I do think, and I talked about this in my enormous rant on the podcast I recorded earlier today um, on Friday, that just like... The, the the you know the sports mouths, as they as often happens in this city, you're probably going to try to turn the casual fan against Kawhi Leonard because he doesn't really fit their prototype of like an easily accessible athlete, especially in comparison to someone like Demar Derozan, for example, or as Kahal Kelly mentioned in his idiotic post at the Globe and Mail today, uh, he compared him to John Tavares. Which yes, let's compare things to hockey because that's the the great standard for all athletes is hockey players. Um,
5: the thing about hockey players is I could see fifteen of them on the street and not have any clue that they're a professional hockey player. A little (laughs) different when you're like six, ten walking around Toronto.
4: Yeah. It's the 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 sports mouths are gonna be upset that Kawhi doesn't want to kowtow to the kowtow?
5: Kowtow? Is that the word? Kowtow? How you say it.
4: Kowtow. I'm gonna look that up. (laughs) Oh yeah, K-O-W-T-O-D okay, yeah. Kowtow to their, like, whims as, like, these reporters. Why aren't they talking to me and my access is worth their time or whatever the hell? And they're, they're going to be very self-important about it all. Um, but I think it's going to be important for Raptors fans this season to not let that stuff from those specific people alter the way they feel about Kawhi Leonard or the team because, like, it's... They don't have the handle on the inner workings because they clearly don't. Like, the the, the post today, the column today or Friday... Just had no handle on anything. It was like, this could be a thing, or this could be bad, but it also might not be bad. And It's like, you're not saying anything. You're just saying things that are showing your ass. So, I and think... And at the
5: end of the day, I mean, Kawhi came here to do a job, yeah. and that job is play basketball. He didn't come here to answer your questions and dance around like a monkey for the media. That's not who he is. It's never been who he is.
1: And, and that's he not hasn't who any superstar
5: is.
4: Name a superstar Even that's, like, class. super open with the media. There's not really any. And, I
5: mean, yes, DeMar was more open, but DeMar wasn't always that open.
4: No. And it wasn't with everybody either. It was a certain group of people that he'd be, he'd, re- he'd reveal stuff to. Like, Doug Smith, for example, where he had the thing where he talked about his, with the Depression. Like, that was a specific thing with Doug Smith. And, like, all these guys have their certain group of guys who they'll reveal stuff to. I mean, there was, like, three dudes whose entire careers was just, like, taking LeBron's Quotes and and, and like and, and disseminating them, right? So, I think like no superstar is as open as people want Kawhi to be,
5: and they don't have to be. I mean, yeah, you know, no, they
4: don't owe anything. Different. Had they like Mark Cuban, that dude owes explanations right now. Like that dude should be doing TV shows oh, yeah. and press conferences. That guy has to answer questions right now. Just basketball players who haven't done anything wrong and are just playing basketball. And yes, Kawhi had a falling out with the Spurs. It's not bad or anything in like a general human sense. So why does anybody care about whether or not he talks to the media? It's he doesn't owe them anything.
5: And it's at the end of the day, like, he, okay, so he had a falling out with the Spurs. Have you, has no one ever left a job that they were unhappy with?
4: Yeah. It's uh, anyway. I spent a long time on Friday talking about this too, so I don't need to. <laughs> totally rehash it, but I'm glad that I'm not the only person yelling into the abyss. It's nice to have you on my side as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kelsey, this was great. Thank you so much for joining the show. Do you have anything coming up on the site that you'd like to plug?
5: Um, I don't. I was thinking of um, putting something together as sort of a city pitch for Hawaii. I was going to call some wing places and Ooh. see what they would offer him if he were to re-sign in Toronto.
1: Ooh.
5: Uh, I was gonna try and contact Nav and see what kind of Hyundai he could offer him to re-sign with <laughs> So <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Um, and then I'll I'll have obviously my uh, Jonas preview by Tuesday. So
4: yes, player That's previews, so far. player previews, and Raptors HQ are coming up. Mine on Kawhi is gonna be probably near the end of the run. So stay tuned for that at some point. But. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the yelly notes I've hit in today's and yesterday's podcast will be brought up in that as well. Um, you can also check out Raptors HQ for all of Kelsey's work and mine as well. Uh, actually, the podcast, I think, is going to be hosted on Raptors HQ this season, which is nice. So state if, you, if you want, I don't know, consolidation of where you go to get your Raptors content, that's good. Um, and uh, Ranking Every Raptor continues. I'm working on the post for players 60 through 31. Finally, getting into some guys who were good, which is nice. And so that'll be up Monday morning, and then the next post will be up Wednesday, so you can uh, prepare yourselves for that as well. And that's all I got. Uh, follow Kelsey at Kelsey Lately. Is that it?
5: Yep. Uh, Where- underscore Lately. But-
4: okay, Kelsey Underscore Lately. Uh, follow me at Woodley Sean, subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, uh, leave a rating. It's very helpful. It helps with algorithms and making me feel good about myself, which is the most important thing. And uh, yeah, thank you in advance for taking the time. Kelsey, thank you for taking the time to join us today.
5: Thank you for having me.
4: And we will talk to you next time on Locked on Raptors.
2: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
3: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
2: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey Prime members, you can listen to this locked-on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.